Welcome to the Catch Up Podcast, where Christian friends come together to catch up and explore God-centered conversations. Our goal is to inspire, share stories, and deepen our faith in light of the gospel. Without further ado, let's journey together in this week's episode of the Catch Up Podcast. Cool. Hey, are we starting yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> so everybody here. Um, all right. So, well, hey, guys, welcome to the Catch Up Podcast. Thank you all for listening in. As always, we're here to catch up and dive into a topic that uh, that we want to know more about. My name my name is Joe. Joe. This is Mark. Say hi. We're uh, your hosts for today. Uh, and our guests today are Joshi and Tobin. You guys want to introduce yourselves? You just yeah yeah, yeah. 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 what he said <laughs> yes um but uh, yeah man. well yeah hi I'm Josh Ruiz uh, I'm a 23 year old married man uh, go to Redeemer Christian Church uh, good friends with all the dudes here today uh, yeah that's about it right. that, that encapsulates me as a human <laughs> uh, I'm Tobin Alford 25. And I go to Trinity Fellowship, and I likewise am a good friend of all the dudes here, I would oh, say. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would say. You would, you would say? say? What yes. we say is the yeah, question. That's, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> that's the big burning question here. Yeah, I think, I feel like the biggest question here is that, are we actually good friends? And we're going to find that out in, throughout this whole podcast. <laughs> we will. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be the test. So... I don't know. Joe, how do you want to start this? Man, dude. Well, so, uh, so first off, you know, um, uh, you know, whenever we have someone new, we just want, uh, just want to ask all kind of what's, what's going on in your lives. Joshua, you said, you said you're married, man. You know, I Tobin, I know you're working in the church, dude, doing worship, stuff like that. I mean, don't want to tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, he's pointing at me. I'll start. Well, <laughs> um, so where do I start? I guess. Yeah. Right now I'm on a bit of a break from, doing worship every Sunday just because it was a lot in addition to going to school, right? working, um, just trying to keep up and figuring out what that looks like. It just, every time I establish a rhythm, it changes within two or three weeks, however much time it takes to figure that out again. Uh, so I'm still, you know, I'm still involved at church and I love being there. It's just, it's different than it has been for me for a minute now, just because I'm not nearly as involved, but that doesn't mean I'm not there in spirit and in heart, just yeah. Yeah. still so, sending good vibes. And So what is exactly your role in the, in the worship? Like, are you like one of oh, those? Oh, I'm kind of, I'm technically just a volunteer. Okay. Yeah. So you just play yeah. every Sundays not, and you're not like, you're not part of the whole like writing. Well, I, I write sometimes, but I'm not on staff. Mm, so okay yeah and we haven't even written for a minute with like in formal co-writes so we're just i don't know we're just kind of chilling for a minute but, dude, on, that's nice, bro. all right joshy mr joshy how you been <laughs> man i'm doing well it's been a, it's been a wild week dude uh but yeah staying plenty busy man uh just with the the day-to-day grind the nine to five and uh Looks like I got some trips to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City planned for oh, um, the okay. nonprofit coffee shop work. Yeah, um, can, you tell, can you tell us about a little bit oh, about that? Yeah, that was a significant detail in my life I didn't mention. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm also a lead trainer for a string of nonprofit coffee shops in Oklahoma called uh, Not Your Average Joe. Our whole mission is uh, inclusive hiring practices towards people with disabilities. So think side-by-side in- inclusionary employment of 
neurotypical individuals as well as adults with autism, Down syndrome, Asperger's, uh, palsy. Uh, but yeah, so I'm their lead trainer. I've been in that role for about two years now. Uh, we had a really busy start of the year. Then it kind of slowed down, but it looks like things are going to start picking back up again. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I've been planning out those trips, man. Uh, coming up next month on mine and Tori's one year anniversary. So that's pretty cool. Dude. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, bro. Thank you. But, but yeah, so, and of course like the holidays coming up and splitting that between our two families, kind of, kind of getting into that dynamic and prepping for the whirlwind of Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything. Oh hmm. But yeah, staying busy, man. Staying busy. Dude. Okay. So y'all are going to do a marriage podcast on here, right? Oh, uh, we're going to, so we kind of did an episode about that last, last, yeah, we kind of did a, a, a topic on that last episode. So we kind of mix single, singleness, dating and marriage mm-hmm. just in compliance of one podcast. But at some point we're going to have like married, you know, married, married couple said from, from, you know, just Sai, uh, we're going to have probably Joshi and some pastors from our churches that, you know, might be interested in kind of like pouring into that field. So but speaking of that, you know, being being in worship and you know being a married guy, so like, guys, what does it what does it look like for y'all to be like, you know, because I know you guys are in different seasons in life. So what does it look like for y'all to glorify God in those seasons or in just the season that you are in at the moment? It's a good question. That is you a good want, question. You want to go first? Or you want to go first? Rock paper scissors for it. <laughs> we'll, we'll tag team. I that's, went first on the intros, sweet. then you went first. So I'll go first. That's on true. Yeah. Okay, we're chilling. But uh, I totally forgot the question, man. <laughs> so, like, you know, like you guys are, you know, you were married, and um, Tobin is in is in worship, and he's leading worship. So, like, what I'm in a relationship too. That too, more really? than just yes. worship. <laughs> I am sorry. Yeah, your relationship no, with good. God, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hashtag romance by Christ. <laughs> but no, Love but it. like basically like, you know, with with you guys being in different areas in life, what does it look like for y'all to glorify God? I mean, for Tobin, what does it look like for you to glorify God outside of just, you know, doing worship service? Mm. Um, for Joshi, what does it look what does it look like to glorify God in marriage? Cause like, you know, like we can talk about practical things about Yeah glorifying god in those areas but for some people they don't know how to navigate that like how could i glorify god here because people some some people will think like oh it's just ministry mm-hmm. you know right it's just sharing the gospel all this kind of stuff but what does it mm-hmm. actually look like to glorify god you want to start joshing yeah yeah dude absolutely man and um because i mean like you said and any any gift that we've been given we've been called to steward it well and we've been called to steward it for the glory of god uh and marriage is no exception to that um i mean of course like year one, we're in a big learning curve right now. Uh, so, I mean, you interpret the stuff that scripture doesn't explicitly state mm. in the day to day, you interpret that by the things that scripture does explicit, explicitly state. Um, so, you know, in scripture, I know that uh, it calls for wives to submit to their husbands as we do to Christ, but also for husbands to love your wives as Christ loved his church and gave himself up for her. Um, the kind of metaphor I use with Tori a lot is in, in any situation of difficulty, my job is to lay in the puddle so that she can walk across dry. Mm. Um, so, man, it's really, I think, I think a lot of it just comes down to both parties, uh, the husband and the wife being humble in the relationship. Um, in the day-to-day grind, man, it looks like doing things when they need to get done, uh, when the dishes need to get done. And I know mm. Tori's had a long day. 
it is my job to lay in the puddle of doing the dishes <laughs> so, so that she can walk across dry. Um, and vice versa, man. Uh, whenever Tori knows that I'm having a hard day or maybe like my week has been a little bit burdensome with work or whatever, um, it's it's her her joy and also like a responsibility um, like for her to care well and, and share in making sure that everything gets done that we need to. And all this first, first and foremost comes out of a love for Christ, for understanding that Christ loved us enough to entrust us with these gifts, with this gift of marriage, of each other. Um, and stewarding that means like caring for this person that is made in the image of God to treat them as an image bearer mm. um, with love and respect. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a million different ways it kind of plays out. Um, but again, like I said, it's it's interpreting what to do in the the day-to-day life based on the things that scripture does explicitly state. Mm. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna let him keep unless, going. Unless Joe, I mean, you do have any question for Josh on that one? Oh uh, man, no. I mean, I, I just, I just really want to want to say, just, uh, I think that, I think that speaks a lot to how uh, a lot of listeners, where they're not, when they think of like glorifying God, I think a lot of times, and, and this goes for worshiping God in all sorts, all sorts of ways, um, is that we don't know, uh, or we think that has to be some big extravagant thing or some big, big on the stage. But the, the biggest thing though is that glorifying God more than anything. Thing, uh, is through our day day to day, right? Mm-hmm. And, and especially as men, taking up our responsibility and doing our due diligence and do, doing our doing our job where God's called us. And so, with you, Josh, I mean, do just commend you and just proud 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 we are just as brothers of Christ, Thanks, uh, just to be able to not you know you're just filling that role, but you're going beyond that role, um, man. And so, like, do you see do you see guys um, maybe like other married men where you feel like they're not? Like, uh, they're not, you're, they're not necessarily fulfilling, filling that, that role. And like, I mean, does that kind of push you to, you know, step that farther? Yeah. I mean, all the time. Um, I mean, even in, in myself too, um, I think that's one thing that marriage really does is it exposes how selfish you really are. Yeah. Um, like one, one thing that, that Tori and I work very hard on is we're going to say sorry before the other person has a chance to, bring it up and express that they're upset about it. Um, we're not perfect at that, but each time that happens, that exposes how selfish, uh, and just mean of a person I can really be. Um, that's not cause we're, it's not like we're constantly like yelling at each other or getting in fights or anything. Um, but you're much more sensitive because you're one flesh. Yeah. This isn't just another average Joe on the street that I'm, I'm saying something like out of pocket to like, this is my wife. This is one flesh, the person who is, whose life and soul is interconnected to mine. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you can look at tons of bad examples. Um, I don't like to put too much focus on that, um, on like learning from bad examples. I would rather look at the good ones, see, look at the marriages that are glorifying Christ. Um, and look at those and look at what I should be doing rather than being like, oh, well I shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. Because if you're doing A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z won't be a problem because you're already fulfilling the things that you ought to be fulfilling. That are, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like knowing for like counterfeit checkers, you know, they don't study counterfeit bills. They study the real thing so that way they're able to identify the flaws in the counterfeits. Um, and I, I, I think that's pretty applicable to to marriage relationships and kind of the, the mentorships you engage in. Man, dude. No, that's good, man. That's good. Man. 
dude. No, that's, I think that's great, man. Well, and Tobin, man. So, I mean, like one, one of the biggest questions I have for you is like, how do you like, you know, being a guy who's, who's in, in worship and uh, as a musician and all these things, uh, how do you, how do you see yourself glorifying your God, God through, through those or anything else? Oh man. That, you know, it's a big question, especially because I, I want to start by thinking about like the act of glorifying God, because I think you'd kind of touched on it a little bit whenever you said like, you don't, you know, what does it look like without a stage and all that stuff? Um, and it's easy. I think it's probably easier for people in America, maybe not, maybe it's all over, but I think it's probably more applicable to people who treat church as this place that you go and you punch in and then punch out and then like move on with your day where like it, it's more of a duty. It's more of a task as opposed to like, this is the, you know, this is like the, the pinnacle moment of my um week as a believer this is this is like where we commune with god this is where we receive from god this is where we like return our praise among the brethren um so it's like a really powerful thing that we kind of uh dilute to just you know all right go to church get that out of the way What's next? Where are we going to eat? All this stuff. And um, worship specifically is treated as like the place where, okay, this is where I sing. This is where I pour out my affections, where I pour out my emotions. If, if the songs even can get you to a place where it's like, all right, here's my offering of praise as opposed to where's my breakthrough type <laughs> songs. Yeah. You know, and so for me, it's been this long journey of how how exactly is this giving God glory? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and especially as it um, applies to worship, it's like this cycle. I think of it as like a cycle where, like, okay, we worship in song, and like. And this is pro. This is a. This is a very. I'm going out on a limb with this verse here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like th- take this very loosely. But it's like we worship in spirit and in truth. Think of spirit as like the. We're in song. We're in worship. Mm-hmm. This is where like. There's intimacy mm-hmm. happening between me and God. We're experiencing. Um the presence, the manifest presence of God, you know, and then you go out from there and it becomes truth Mm. where like the mundane, the grind, the it's six 30 in the morning and I just woke up and I'm going to have to get my head on straight. It's Monday morning. You know, that is truth, so to speak. Mm. And so you never clock in and clock out from glorifying God. Mm. And the thing is, like, it's a 
it is it's it's a job as our as believers it's a job or responsibility but it's also a gift yeah and so it's like this state that we live in um is it colossians help me walking bible people uh <laughs> in him we live and move and have our being right we are in him and like that's something with Christians that I'm like, hey, you're in Christ. Like, yeah. calm down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Live for the glory of God. And that's like what that's like what revolutionized my life with God. And like you see so many Christians walking around, and I'm getting out of the weeds here, but it it all can be said. Uh it because it all it all ties together. Um, you see so many Christians walking around asking these very existential questions of like, what am I doing with my life? Mm. And like, does God want me to wear a green shirt or a brown shirt? And I heard the Holy Spirit tell me like, don't go to Cane's for lunch today. And it's just like, live oh. and move and have your being in God. And uh. any way that you can glorify him, glorify him. Personally, I, I, there's, when you see Christians walking around knowing that they are free in Christ to pursue Christ through all things that are permissible and beneficial. Yeah. All of a sudden we're walking around going, "Hey, I am content, I am satisfied in Christ, and I am I'm filled with joy for what is set before me because I've communed with Christ in a worship setting Mm. and now that has fed me that has um supplemented me to go throughout my week also glorifying christ through the act of intimate worship Mm. because it's setting a a rhythm for the way we live it's not just like a punch in punch out type thing that's true do you feel like Okay, so for for the listeners, because I want like we want to we want here uh, for our lives to uh, you know we want to live a life as um, in light of the gospel, in light of what Jesus has done. So mm-hmm. how would you avoid the mindset of like, yes, I'm gonna glorify God from the whole mindset of like, I'm gonna be legal, like you know, like you don't think about being legalistic, but how do you yeah. separate the two from like, yes, let's glorify God, but avoid being that too legalistic? If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, because, you know, it's like, you know, you hear the command, like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, how do I do that? But it's also like the main point that's being there, made there is you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, that that commandment is weighty and it's intended to be because where you fail in doing that, Christ fulfilled that for you. That's right. um, Christ did love the Lord your God with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, and that now enables us and frees us to follow in suit, to keep in step with the spirit. Um, so one, uh, I mean, offer grace as freely as Christ does um, with those around you. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ does not abandon his bride uh, whenever they are unfaithful, um, i.e. the entire Bible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, um, And I, I don't think um, it is within our rights to to ostracize another individual um for stumbling uh if christ does not do that uh and that includes with ourselves um 
I'm not allowed to consider myself cut off from the body because I've stumbled, um, because I have, have slipped up. Um, however, it is my, my duty to respond with, uh, remorse for that sin, um, with repentance of it to ask for forgiveness, um, both from God and of any parties that I may have offended, um, that I may have hurt in those actions, um, and to pursue God and holiness. And man, cause I mean, like, like you were saying, Tobin, like not everything is an over-spiritualized decision. Um, you know, you know, um, God is responsible for creating the materials necessary to make both the green shirt and the red shirt. Um, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's a, there's, there's a, a famous C.S. Lewis quote that like he's talking with a, a cobbler, a shoemaker, and he's having the same question of like, oh man, like how do I, how do I glorify God in my work? Like I'm just a humble shoemaker. Like how do I live for the glory of God? And he says, uh, make good shoes and sell them at a fair price. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but that's also attributed <laughs> to Luther and a lot of oh, other it was Luther. people, which like, no, I appreciate this is, this is why I'm jumping in here is like that points to something about the nature of what Christians should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that we can all agree on a, a good Christian honoring God, whether you're a monk in the 1500s or a British apologist in the 20th century, <laughs> the thing is there's a, like universal wisdom that sits at the focal point of both of those where it's like, Oh, we can both agree that Christians should be good at what they do and be honoring God, not by putting little crosses on the shoes or whatever, but on this quality of what they're presenting to the world, which kind of goes back to like the, the offerings of Cain and Abel, why, Cain's offering was less than satisfactory than Abel's. And that's not just something that's like, oh, you know, it's tofu versus Wagyu beef. It's like (laughs) everyone can see that yours is better based upon what it is, Mm. you know? And Christians, I think, don't have to be afraid of the fact that they can see not just like, you know, right and wrong, but like what is objectively good mm-hmm. in glorifying God. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's not too terribly difficult to tell if someone is using a gift and stewarding it well yeah. versus abusing it and like using it for their own exactly. personal gain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also might be, I definitely might've attributed that to the wrong church person no, that I've started with it, an L. I've heard but. it. <laughs> no, I've heard it attributed to both of those, which yeah. like you've just, I don't know. I hopped on something very minute, but it's like been something I've thought about a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wonder who actually said that and stuff. And it's like, it doesn't matter because it circulates yeah. throughout yeah. the body and everyone's like, uh, you know, this, yeah. this metaphor or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. No, the <laughs> truth story, the truth remains, dude. Cause like I was, I was talking with, um, my guys at, in my youth, uh-huh. um, discipleship group, whatever. Um, Cause we were talking about like stealing, right. Um, this past week and like why that's wrong and why material possessions are not going to satisfy you and everything. And, and we were talking about like, look, dude, like any gift, any material thing that we've been given the money, the house we live in, the clothes on our back, um, 
Like all these things are not truly ours to possess. Yeah. It's just our turn with them. These are gifts that God has entrusted me. When I die, the clothes I'm wearing will eventually go in a box of Goodwill and go to someone else. The money I have will be passed on to my wife. And then when she dies, it will be passed on to our children who will then go give it to Walmart in exchange for like cucumbers or something. Uh, you know, it's not truly mine to possess. It's a gift that God has given me to steward. Um, mm -hmm. And that's wildly applicable with every aspect of life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and and there's there's so much there's so much to be said about uh, stewarding things that uh, that we we have. You know, those those what uh, at you know Adam uh, he would the the first thing he was called uh, to do was to uh, to steward the steward the garden. Yes, sir. You know, and to and to I, I think that I think that speaks to really being a real man. You know, because there there's so many times where uh, in our generation where our our insecurities get 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 the better of us and like all right we got we got you know do this and that and this mm -hmm. or you know whatever uh but like you know just you know stick sticking to it and, and doing doing some something well that god's god's called to do and, and consec consecutively you know and doing it with with discipline you know mm -hmm. i think it speaks to a lot so you guys said something about <clears throat> stewardship um can y'all elaborate on what stewardship looks like um, in a, in a, in the life of a Christian, especially for those who are new into Christianity, what does it look like to, you know, like to steward something that was given to you by God or it just to, you know, be clear with the question, how can the concept of stewardship be a means of glorifying God in our lives? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I immediately, whenever you ask that question, I think about the, the parable of the talents where Jesus um, is talking about three people who receive, what is it, 10, five, and like two talents. Mm -hmm. I could be getting that wrong. Uh, basically, the first two, they go out and they double it, and the third one buries it. So, like, that's kind of scary to me because I would think, you know, you look at, this is a really nerdy example, but look at Lord of the Rings where not nerdy at all, bro. Not nerdy at you all. know, <laughs> you know, like this this thing that rules everything. Naturally, they're supposed to destroy it, but hang with me here. What Frodo does is he is like, "All right, I'm gonna we're gonna put it away. Mm -hmm. Never gonna talk about it. Never gonna, you know." And the whole purpose of what Gandalf's telling him to do is like, "No, you have to be responsible with this thing you have." Um. So, and like, likewise, for us, the, the idea of, uh, I, I love what you said about like, you know, God's the, he's the Lord of the red and the green or whatever stitching oh, yeah. the shirt or whatever. In the same way that he's the Lord of the talents were given. So like, if we bury it, it's basically like taking a part of God that he has given to us for us to um, partake in multiplying with mm -hmm. him. We are given the opportunity to work with God. And we say, no, I'm going to protect this thing. I don't think you're sovereign enough or strong enough to be Lord over how I exercise my responsibility of this thing so i'm gonna bury it mm -hmm. because i don't trust myself and i definitely don't trust you Dang, because yeah. i don't trust myself mm. so i'm 
putting this thing away. Um, as opposed to, all right, I have $500. How am I going to double that? Naturally, like any good business person is going to tell you there's risk involved with investing and stuff, but you have the best investor in the world who's giving you this thing to invest. Mm. And he's saying, here, do something with this. I got you. As in like, steward this thing in the same way where like, look at the, again, we're, we're camping out in Genesis with this whole discussion, but it's like God tells Adam and Eve, uh, take dominion Hmm. in the garden. The garden's a very small part of the world. And he's basically like saying, take dominion over the whole world and subdue it. I'm not going to do this for you. I want you to do it because I want you to partake in this thing that I've made out of sheer love for you to enjoy and you to enjoy me through. Mm, yeah, that's mm. the that's the vital thought. Yeah. That is that's what that is the hardest thing about being alive as a Christian is looking at something and going this is a bridge, a gateway, a doorway to enjoying God. And I don't really know how to do that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're assigned and designed to do is to look at everything, not something, everything and go, okay, how do I see God in this? What does God want for this? And how do I get to make that happen. God doesn't need my help, obviously, but he's inviting me to abide in him and to work with him. Yeah. Josh, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I mean, not, not too much, man. Like, like I agree. It is, it can be difficult, um, to look at the things that we've been given to look at the things that we've, um, been entrusted with and to be like, well, okay, how the heck does this relate to uh, me like enjoying God through this? Like, thank you, paper towels, uh, for <laughs> allowing me to wipe up this oh, mess I've to the glory of God. i that question. But, I love paper towels. But, but yeah, man, like, I mean, it, it's kind of weird, man, but because, you know, uh, I think the initial question was about like, you know, what does stewardship actually mean, man? And I'm um, really, it's looking at at the the object or the relationship or like the people that you've been entrusted with um, by God that God has, has placed in your life, um, looking at the call or the purpose that God has placed on that, that object, that relationship or that person. Um, uh, it is obviously very different looking between objects and between people. Um, like being a good steward of a leaf blower is very different than having children, you know? Uh, (laughs) but like, but you using intending to that thing with its intended purpose in mind, uh, like, you know, take good care of the things that God has entrusted you with, mm. um, make, and to ensure they have as long of like a lifespan as you can. Like, uh, it's poor stewardship for me to go home and start punching holes in my walls, <laughs> uh, because that's me destroying a gift that God has given me. I mean, unless I'm doing renovation, then heck yeah, take the, <laughs> take the walls down, baby. We're getting a bigger living room today. But, uh, but yeah, or like with relationships, like you understand that that person's call 
um, it's to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm -hmm. Or if uh, you're a Piper fan, to glorify God by enjoying him forever. <laughs> um, so your role in that relationship is to point them to Christ, to enjoy Christ with them. Um, whether that looks like it's in corporate worship, going, going to church together. Um, if that means just partaking in brotherhood and sisterhood in the church, walking through life together, bearing, bearing each other's burdens. Mm. Um, that's why we're called as a body. Like whenever a member of the body is, is hurting or experienced difficulty, the rest of the body is there to aid them in that, good, yeah. to bear that burden with them. Um, and also to celebrate the joys with them. Part of being a good steward is also celebrating the things that are worthy of celebration. Um, I mean, like, like Tobin, you were talking about the the parable of the talents, you know, once the, the three servants come back, um, we do see the one who was not faithful with what was entrusted to him get punished. Um, but to the ones that were faithful, you see them receive blessing and honor um, because they were faithful with the things that their master entrusted them with. Um, and it states, you know, like, because you were faithful with little, now I'll make you Lord over much. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you you can't expect to be faithful, to be a good steward, to use the things that God has given you well, unless you're willing to be faithful and honoring with the little things. Mm, that's good. Dang. Yeah. Convic oh my gosh, that's so convicting. <laughs> For me too, man. For me too. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself, dude. <laughs> well, and I wanted to add that that too. Is I, I like the <laughs> the initial uh, just like you know the you know the steward and leaf blower versus you know steward and steward and kids. Yeah, I think way different. It's, I think it's 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 funny, but it's so in, in a way though. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of pe people people our age. You know, who are you know the the ones that are are single and just you know work, work in the church and st stuff like that. You know. Uh, I think if you're if you're in the South and you know in the Bible Belt stuff like that, you are bombarded if you're single of like, hey, when are you, when are you getting, getting married? Hey, when are you, when are you having kids? You know all, all this all stuff, and, and it's a uh, it's a constant. Does that and, happen? Huh? I'm so. <laughs> We get into the out of pocket what? section. I've been waiting for it. We're not, well, we're not going. I think there's a if you're if you're in the south, there's a there's a hurry to get married. It is it is if you're not if like there's I think there's this uh, like in, in singleness and stuff like that. If you're like 22, there's not someone on the radar. You're you're kind of freaking out. Uh, but but the point point I was uh, what, what I'm getting to is just that you know there's you, you, whether you're single, dating, or married, you have you have purpose. You have there's pur purpose in your stewardship, you know, oh, and absolutely. stuff like that. You know, it's not, it's not just a term in one season in your life. One, what the, the next is just as important as your current is just as important as, as your past. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but God is still move, moving forward in each, each season of life. So, but mm -hmm. you bet, bet say something. Oh, yeah. Um, so Joshi kind of touched on the, the fact that, um, you know, like when God gives us things to, you know, to steward it well, to glorify him in that, how would you navigate or kind of like not even navigate, but like avoid the tendency to idolize the things that God has given you to steward well and uh, mm -hmm. by the means of glorifying him. Right? And, and sometimes we receive something from God and, you know, we are thankful for it. We know that we are meant to glorify God through that thing that he's given us. But there are some tendencies where we like we tend to idolize that and use it to glorify ourselves. Mm -hmm. So how, do, how would you navigate that situation there? If that question makes any sense to y'all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've, I'm struggling with this because this is, this is more of a question of <laughs> how, how bad are people? 
Uh, <laughs> because well, because no, here's the thing, and maybe it's just how bad am I compared to other people? But what I'm getting at is there are very few things that like if I go, oh, I'm interested in this. This might be something that I take on, whether it's like leading a Bible study or playing in worship on Sundays or working for a um musician missionary thing whatever i did uh there's and this might just be me it might not be but like i reach a point where i i can if it's something i love i become obsessed with it Mm -hmm. whatever it is i don't know if this is just me i don't know if this is a guy thing i don't know what it is but it's like being that way ever since i was kid with stuff anything from like my love for star wars for example as a as a eight-year-old or my newfound love for guitar as a junior high kid whatever it was like these things people are like oh you have such a gift i'm like yeah i do and on the outside i'm going all all glory to god and on the inside i'm going like <laughs> you know yeah. but not yeah. on purpose and i'm not aware of it yeah. but i'm becoming obsessed with something uh that like is a thing mm-hmm. it's not a it's it's not god but i'm making it to like bigger than god in my world and i don't know how many people are aware of the temptation to do that with anything in their life like we look at it and we go oh you know i just maybe my boating on the weekends is getting to be a issue and it's Mm -hmm. like what if having to have a cup of coffee in the morning in order to read your bible is an issue like Mm -hmm. and i'm speaking out of conversations i've had with myself but it's it's that kind of thing or like you look at in the garden they're given this garden to glorify god and they're obsessed with one tree because one person told them hey you could be better you could do better you could live forever and it's like oh yeah i need that thing i'm not content with what i have and what my creator's given me and that's not a conversation we have with ourselves on a direct level. That's something that just happens mm-hmm. like behind our backs, mm-hmm. but on the inside of us. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I've screwed this up. I need to <laughs> I need to <laughs> I need to quit making money altogether and then just enjoy where I am for a second and take a vow of poverty to <laughs> love god because <laughs> i'm materialistic answer john piper sorry i know <laughs> i'm channeling my inner yep. john piper yep i don't know does that kind of get somewhere on the mark i think i think it i think it does because like it it really well like you're what you're saying is you're begin, beginning that <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like it's going like, to clip this, into the microphone. Is this good, is this good enough, yeah, Mike? Mike yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, okay. I just right. have I been needing to do that this whole time too. I'm just gonna make sure you're just like put your lips right on it and then just uh, just. I just want anyone listening to know how gently uh, 
Mark just pushed a microphone oh, into I Joe's know. face. Like, he's uh, just like, so nothing. Like, I just see this guy in the corner. Like, he's just what's his, he's just kind of slightly pushing yeah, it. I was trying to you know. <laughs> it's like those bloopers, you know, like the Sorry. mic like drops in like in the movie. You know, just <laughs> um, no, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> this is what accountability looks like. This is, this is that. Counter- <laughs> if you want accountability, it's messy. Look at that clip. It's, me- it's not perfect. <laughs> Just, just a brother in Christ trying to help you out. Um, no, but it's a uh, no. I, I think what, what you're trying to get is opening up that school of thought. As a believer, when you do come to Christ, you're you're not you're you're opening you're opening yourself up to, when you're saved. You're not just opening yourself up to God. You're opening yourself up to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit or the Trinity right? and His Church and and, and, and His Church. Um, and 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 the yes, which yes. is entirely <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> Here is perfection and all the imperfect people that come along with it that, that is, you are a part of. N- no, it's that interrupt you constantly. <laughs> and you can't even get a thought in. All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, man. No, I was just I was going to say, you know, but in, in that you're um, th- through that process of being introduced or introduced to the Trinity, you're beginning the process of being sanctified and through the process of being, being sanctified, uh, the Holy spirit is speak, speaking to you, but there's all, but there's all. And so because of that, there's, you're now being convicted, right? Mm-hmm. You ha- you're having that conviction that the process, like you're saying, you're like, am I ma- making this a God, God of my life? Am I, am I making this an idol? Am I being too materialistic? Um, but I think it's funny though. It's like, I think a lot of people, when they have those schools of thought, their their first thought is like, "Oh, I'm I'm terrible. I'm a sinner. I'm all these things. Um, you know, I I need I need to be saved. I need to repent. I need I, like like you're saying, like I need to sell my stuff, you know, and just you know go go away or whatever. But it's actually that that's actually a good sign because again, it's a sign that you're you're uh, you're being convicted. You're you're having you you have the Holy Holy Spirit in you. But then the challenging part is is like, all right, if that is an idol, right? Are are you going to lay it down, surrender those thoughts and those those feelings to the Lord and trust? And that, and then now begin truly glorifying God and working truly just for for Him. Or are you just gonna, you know, just uh, just are you gonna let, let the devil win? Or does that does that kind of kind yeah. of make sense? Or yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, like it's it's an odd threshold to navigate. Yeah, um, where enjoyment becomes uh, idolizing oh. idolizing of something. Yeah, um, you know, and I, I think first and foremost, and again, like. This goes back to what we've been talking about in youth, like going through the Ten Commandments. There's always a a sin of the heart prior to the outward expression mm-hmm. um, or the action of sin, like out in our in our lives, um, or that outward expression. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I mean, I think those questions you're you're asking, Tobin, like, are really really good. Like, yeah. it is a proper yeah. thing to question yourself on your, on your motives and on your intentions, like with these gifts that God has given you. Um, and I think it's good to do that in community as well. Um, to have people that will, that will call you out like, um, you know, like, like caffeine, that, that cup of coffee in the morning, whatever, you know, um, (laughs) not that any of us are caffeine addiction is very real and it's, and it ain't cute, but that's a whole nother topic. But, uh, anyways, but it's like, you know, if, if I'm way overdoing it on, like pre-workout and coffee and yeah. monsters or whatever. Um, I am part of the body, part of this community yeah. that God has placed me in as, as the bride of Christ. Um, and I trust my brothers uh, to call me out on it hmm. and to be like, look, dude, you are way over consuming. That's good. Um, or like, you know, if like being out out of town on the weekends and not being part of uh, 
congregational worship like is a problem. I trust my brothers to be like, look, dude, I haven't seen you in a few weeks. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you good? Um, is there something we need to talk about? Um, and to do so lovingly um, and for the sake of sanctification, to yeah. see your brother built up in Christ. Um, and like, there's also a lot of practicality to that too, um, especially in stewarding your gifts. Um, like Tori and I are fortunate to uh, have a dwelling where God has placed us in for shelter, um, for security and peace. Um, and that's a gift that God has entrusted to us to use it to serve his people well. Um, being part of the body of Christ, you are blessed. And being being part of a blessed people calls you to be a blessing to others. Um, so the things that you were given, whether it's your your finances, the your home, the spare jacket you have at the back of your closet, um, giving people rides, whatever, like yeah. using these things that God has given you as a means to bless others um, because you are very blessed in Christ. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's funny you're talking about that because that was something I wanted to make sure just to highlight and pray, praise you, Josh Yon, is like of of giving get, giving those those things to people and like and uh, get, like time time and all those things, dude. You are like a master of like ho hosting and just like just invi inviting people people over, dude. Like to, like like I really just that. Like, don't tell I, me that too much. No, dude I'm, I'm, oh yeah no no you're good. no like uh, i was gonna say because like as someone who goes to the same church as joshy like you like you've done a really good well when it comes to like um glorifying god in community yeah. where uh, you actually show love to the congregants and i don't know if you even know it but like like all of us at the church can see it and um how you love the kids in youth and how like how you love the people at young adults. It's just, it's, um, I, be, I, I was telling this to, uh, Joe and Saitavia one, one day. It's like, it's kind of convicting how Joshi is kind of like, you know, like when it comes to glorifying God in community and serving other people well, uh, because of, you know, like as a response to what Jesus has done for him, it's kind of convicting that, man, like I haven't served that person enough, like mm -hmm. Joshi does. Or I haven't, um, um, asked that person, like, hey, why haven't seen you at church? It's all those small piece, uh, small things that are like, you know, the things that you do for the church, uh, uh, for the body is something that convicts us. And I just, we just want to know that I, this is not something to puff you up or kind of like- Got me out here crying, brother. <laughs> got me out here crying, Or put you on a pedestal, but more of like, dude, like just so you know, like uh, the fruit of the spirit is kind of evident in your life and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's inspiring, man. So, but yeah. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that a lot. And, um, you know, like like we sing on Sundays, man. All glory be to Christ our King, you know. But uh, blessed to be a blessing, and you know, I mean, those are things I see in all y'all's lives as well, man. I mean, I think that's what makes us like actually feel that brotherhood in Christ is because, like, you know, we get to see the the blessings um, or the blessings that Christ has poured out in each other's lives and mm -hmm. get to share in those blessings with each other, man. Because like that's what it's about, man. We're we're people. We are individuals that have been called to be part of a people, to be part of a kingdom. And like that's the real stuff, man. That's, that's the right. good, good, man. Well, and no, it is. It's just it's learning to be. I mean, just really like, bro, like there, there's nothing, there's nothing else, uh, there's nothing better than being able to do something, but with other people. You, you know, and oh, being absolutely. able to work together as a community. And uh, when you have real bro brothers in Christ working towards the kingdom, dude, you're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. You know, man. And it's just, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, you look like you're about to say something. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was looking at the next question. Huh? <laughs> yes. Sorry. I haven't even been referencing that. I was like, finally, Toby has looked at the emails. 
Hey, I, I'm getting an email right I'll now. Check the group chat, bro. So, so okay, so yeah, for, next episode is how to steal emails. <laughs> for the audience, I never received the email of did he, did he what this <laughs> podcast was going to be asking and stuff. So it's in oh. text message, and oh. that's after I asked, "What time is it? Where is it at?" What time is it? In two different text changes. So, to be fair, I was a part of two different. Yes. Trains, so, but, yeah. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, yeah, dude. So, like, uh, with actually, with the next question, like, in, in light of what we were just talking yeah. about, um, so, because for some people, you know, they will think that glorifying God is all by means of, you know, abandoning all the stuff that they want to pursue. But like it is, how can we navigate the tension between pursuing personal goals and seeking to glorify God? Because there are people like, you mm. know, like, I mean, and this is me actually legitimately asking, like, I want to pursue filmmaking, but I feel the call to ministry. So for me, like I have this personal goal to want to, yeah, I want to. I want to, I want to make films, you know, and I want to make films that I really want to make, you know, for the sake of like, oh, I grew up with movies, but at the same time, God's calling me to glorify him in ministry and do all these kinds of stuff. So like, how would you navigate that? Like, like differentiating the, or how would you seek, you know, seeking that personal goal and then seeking to glorify God? I don't know why those are conflicted or like conflicting. Or why, and why is it one or the other? Um, Because we could get into like, I don't know, the whole like, you know, vocational ministry versus like, I'm a tent maker who I Mm. go around and witness to people while I make tents to refer to Paul. It's weird. <laughs> Nobody makes tents today. But house makers now. So. I, yeah, I build houses. <laughs> I build RVs. <laughs> I renovate airstreams. Engineers. Um, <laughs> but like and maybe this is something that I struggle with that I need to fix, but it's like I can tend to be a a Oh, a hobby? Yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's figure it out. Um, and then I'm neck deep in like all these different projects that all of a sudden I am not good at much, but I've got a lot going on, um, which I'm kind of deviating off of the subject while also staying completely on it is like what has god made me to prioritize and this is something i've been going through for the last two months probably is like prioritizing things that should be prioritized and what does that look like is like okay evaluating my motives for doing them so some weeks I'm in the gym to be healthy and other weeks I'm not in the gym for any other reasons than like I'm going to have a good bod by summer. I'm going to look, yeah, you know, confidence, all this stuff. And then other weeks I'm not in at all because 
school is taking precedence and mm. school is just as important to my future as working out is, you know? Um, there's a, there's like a very real motive evaluation that I, that I have to constantly practice in order to know if I'm glorifying God in what I'm doing. Mm. Because even though we've talked about like being free in Christ to, to, you know, wear the green shirt or the red shirt, it's like, well, I just, I need to all of a sudden prioritize what matters in this moment. So it's not just like, there's two right answers, but there's one that's righter than the other based upon what my heart um, wants to do with whatever the case may be, Mm. which kind of lends itself towards like, you know, God's gifted me for music, but like last week I went and saw one of my favorite songwriters ever and I walked out of there and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I want to go write songs now because I'm inspired to. But I was trying to write a sad, like every song I was writing, I was like, it has to feel sad and like just melancholy like his because I love his music and like that's why I love it. And it was like, this is not good (laughs) at all, you know? And so like it's learning how to apply these gifts in a way that really just is this honoring god and is this building me up or is it just selfish that's that's really what it all boils down to because like you can do the right thing selfishly look at yeah look at people who go into ministry (laughs) i'm not (laughs) (laughs) not everyone but i'm just saying that happens a lot because think about it it's very ministry ministry is the number one way and i'm like this is a weeds thing we're off in the i'm off in the weeds but i want to like open listeners minds to think about this thing Ministry is a dangerous way for a lot of people who wouldn't make it mainstream mm. to still do the thing. Mm. Oh, I'm I couldn't go out on tour or whatever, but I get to play every Sunday in church and blah blah blah. Or I get to, you know, lead a group of people in my small group. And I have this really charismatic personality that just like everyone attaches to, and like this is my outlet to mm. Huh. A mass, a following, if you will. Mm. And I'm not saying that. I'm like, oh my gosh, be aware and look out for this person and this person. I'm just saying like, you might struggle with that as much as I do. Because there have been moments where like I was, I'm playing on a Sunday and I'm like, man, this is so great. Huh. Like I'm getting to do what I love. And yeah, I might have some issues with like the doctrine of this song or whatever, but I can overlook that for the sake of having fun. Oh, how? Why does? Why am I thinking that way? You know. But I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if I'm if I'm not honest with myself about the fact that I'm not in it for the right reasons, I will never be in it for the right reasons. 
Huh. Yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, Mark and I were kind of talking about that earlier in the week of um, the stability of discipline or how discipline will bring um, stability. Because, I mean, we're talking about like, we're talking about it in the context of like going to the gym and how like my week feels wonky if I'm not being consistent. But the same is very true of spiritual disciplines. You know, if I'm not reading scripture, being reminded of God's graces, um, I will not feel as stable in the grace of God. If mm-hmm. I'm not um, responding in prayer with thanksgiving for God's graces and 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 pouring out my my needs and, and my hurts and my desires to God, um, I will be and feel unfulfilled in um, the lack of expression of that gratitude and that that ache and that desire. Um, if I'm not ex- existing um, consistently, like in the community that God has blessed us with, I'm not going to feel the presence of the body of Christ in my life. Um, I'm not going to experience the grace of God um, through the bride of Christ. Um, and like in terms of like how that relates to like personal goals and everything, man, um, I think goals are good. I think they're a great thing. Um, and I think just as everything else we've been talking about, that's a good thing to be stewarded. Um, like, one, like you hear a lot when talking about goals, which I'm not super into discussing goals. I'm more into working towards them. Um, but you hear like, oh, well, you know, be realistic, pump the brakes or whatever, which if you're going towards a bad thing, then absolutely pump the brakes. Um, you know, like there's something very contradictory about saying, you know what, man, I'm going to going to deal illicit substances for the glory of God. Like, no, no. Um, unless you are, you are licensed me to pump the brakes, <laughs> go full throttle, buddy. Next episode, uh, yeah, but uh, but like you know, there are some very obviously contradictory things. Um, do that's like, yeah, what you're doing is illegal or harmful. Then yes, you are not doing absolutely. it for the glory of God, obviously. Um, but like in personal goals, man, like absolutely, they are a good thing. But a good thing um, that is not God will make a terrible God. Yeah, um, it will leave you unfulfilled. Even when you attain it, it will not be enough. Why? Because that is not the thing for which your heart was desired to crave. That is not the thing in which you were designed to find your fulfillment in. Um, You know, that Jonathan Edwards describes it in the terms of the expulsive power of a greater affection. And it's that we are creatures that are driven by affection. Um, Like, you know, I can reason in my head all day long why it's bad for me to eat two pounds of bacon. Uh, But that that will not make the midnight craving for a whole pack of bacon go away uh, because my affection is for that bacon. But uh, in, in, the, in the same way, like our, our ultimate fulfillment and affection is designed to be fulfilled by God and nothing else will fill that gap. It's good. Um, because nothing else is substantial enough to fill that gap. Uh, so like in, in our goals, like I said, understanding that the things that we've been given to steward um, are gifts from God, God being the ultimate good, God being the ultimate sustainer and fulfiller of all things that we need. Um, and then like, like in that, in that dynamic, uh, going, going back the expulsive power of greater affection of a greater affection called Jonathan Edwards, we're creatures driven by affection. There's a heart or there's a throne on our hearts and that throne cannot sit vacant mm. and it will either be Christ. It will either be God. Um, in his rightful place on that throne or it will be some cheap substitute mm-hmm. that will leave us broken and unsatisfied. Uh, and th- that's just the reality of our nature. So in terms of goals, 
pursue those goals. Understand those as good things, as being stewarded with greater resources to, to use to further God's kingdom, to glorify God in those resources. Um, you can host a lot bigger of a Bible study in a barn dominium than you can in an apartment. Mm. You know, um, that's not a bad thing to desire. However, it makes a terrible God. Yep. Man, man, that's man. That's good. Well, and, and one of the biggest things I want to touch on too, whether what's what you're saying is uh, first off, I'm being thankful. Uh, cause mm-hmm. like when you, when you're being thankful, like, like we've kind of talked about before, like enlisting priorities and it's, it's basically acknowledging it's all right, God, you are my God. Mm-hmm. You are the only God mm-hmm. I serve you. Nobody, no, nobody, not nothing else. Um, and I think through that, you're able to um, list out your priorities and what what you're what you're doing your day and and through the uh, motivations like we've talked about and stuff like that um, and it really I think it lays everything out in in your heart yeah you know and um, and then through that then the then the fruits of uh, fruits of the spirit really really spring out more in what what you're doing to glorify God and to work hard and steward well in what what you're doing um, and every dude you know, what what you're saying I think that that's so that is so uh, applicable and uh, that the uh, what would you say say the uh, the the affection of your heart uh, or the, yeah, yeah, the, the throne the power of a greater affection yes the, yes the, the throne that sits on your heart. The, and and in the throne that sits in your heart everybody our age around our age um you know it's when you're in high school you're you know you're you it's how i put this you're trying to find out all right who like you know who, who am i or whatever just that that kind of generational thing but then when you're in uh in your 20s it's like cranked to 11 because then because then right. there there's this a uh because it's like all right if you didn't fill if you didn't fill yourself up with christ before now that that place in your heart is even more empty so now now it's like you have you are at a uh crossroads of like all right i am either fully pursue, pursuing God, God with all my heart and putting him on the throne of my heart, or I am going, going to put, uh, put something else on, on the throne of my heart, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there, and what people have to know is that there's, you, you have to make a decision because like wh- when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, uh, fruits are something that grow, grows off uh, vine, right? It can't help, but, but grow, but right. there, there's, uh, so, but, uh, in the same, same way, uh, if you are not in, in Christ, uh, you, you're, uh, you, there will be other things that grow fr- from your life as well, but it will not be the fruits of the spirit, but it will, will be sin and death. Um, you know, and so, and through, through that, that you will, you will seek other things that try to fill that throne in your heart. But like, like you said, it's, it will not fulfill you and you'll keep searching, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, no, yeah. no. And like you were saying, like the outward expression, like of seeing the fruits of the spirit in each other's lives, like to whom do the fruits belong? Yep. Mm-hmm. To whom yep. do the fruits come from? The yeah. spirit. Um, these are gifts of the spirit. These are the fruits of the spirit. So the outward expression of those, um, like in genuine faith and and expression comes from that relationship with God, Uh, like gained through the blood of Jesus applied by the Holy spirit and carried out through the Holy spirit working in your life. Um, I cannot will myself into expressing the fruits of the spirit Mm -hmm. yeah, because that is not in my nature. However, in Christ, we are made new creatures. That's good. Um, living men have been made from from dead men, from dead dry bones. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, it's not like a life preserver we're holding on to for dear yeah. life, saying like, "God, t- please get me to the island of heaven." Like, no, we are dead men at the bottom of the ocean Absolutely. whom God has raised to life. Amen. Um, and those those fruits of the spirit are gifts from Him. Um, which is why we should rejoice about them, which is why when we see these fruits evident in each other's lives, 
um, seeing the forgiveness that exists in the community, seeing the generosity that exists in the community, um, seeing the self-control of people being reverent towards the word and towards prayer. Mm -hmm. um, these are things that ought to be recognized and ought to be celebrated uh, because it is evidence of the work of the spirit in the life of the church. That's good. Yeah. Dang. Man, that's no, that's just, that's good stuff, man. That's good. Mark, you got any thoughts, thoughts on that? No, I mean, like going up to like what Joshi is saying, like, um, if you're like, you know, if you're dead in your sin automatically, like that's basically like you can't will, um, the spirit to bear fruit. Like the, 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 the fruits of the spirit is basically the fruits of the spirit. You just can't will it. And, um, you know, for, for, for people who are dead in their sin, that's, you know, like the, what, uh, what Joe is saying, it's like they're, they, they bear sin. And, and I feel like for people who, you know, who would force others especially outside of the faith to glorify god i would i would say probably kind of tiptoe around that because these people are dead in their sin they don't mm -hmm. know who were them they don't know who they are made by mm -hmm. so they don't know what they are made for that's so that's something that like you have to tiptoe around but for you who's in christ you have to know as a new creature as someone who is made alive in christ you're made for god and god alone mm -hmm. and that um that like what Joshi is saying, you can wear whatever is in the throne of your heart, uh, whether if it's vacant or something else, if it's not God, then it's going to be a terrible God because mm -hmm. that's just, that's, that's just it. Like, um, all other, all other stuff in here in this world can be gods, but they won't be able to full, uh, fill that void that only God can. Yeah. So Tobin, do you have anything else to add to that? No. I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like I'm sitting by Tim Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. RRP to my man, TBK. I know. Yeah. It kind of feels like I am talking to Tim Keller right now. He's right it right. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but but no. yeah. Um, do you guys have anything? Uh, I, actually, um, there's one more. Um, are there any other misconceptions about glorifying God that you would like to address? Um, I mean, going back to what you just said, man, uh, like talking about these things that we're talking about, um, these are not, not only like an expectation of, but they're also a gift, um, for Christians, for, for people that have been made alive, new creatures in Christ, um, to expect these things of people who are spiritually dead, um, is to, is to, attempt to fix the symptom, but not the disease. Mm -hmm. um, if someone who, who has a problem stealing, who is not a Christian, decides that they're not gonna steal anymore, but is still not a Christian, we've not addressed the actual problem. Um, they have a much greater need than the symptom that we're looking at. Uh, a phrase I use a lot is dead men don't do jumping jacks. If you go try to lead a Zumba class in a graveyard, you're gonna be pretty lonely. Uh, why? Because they're dead. Mm. Um, I will not expect spiritually dead people to do spiritually living people things um however i will absolutely proclaim the good news that christ has died to make them spiritually alive that's good. absolutely um and again that's a, a part of stewarding the gift of the gospel which all christians are given not all christians are given a, um a mansion not all christians are given um an excess of money or education or vehicles um, but all Christians are given the gospel and that is a gift that we've been called a steward. Mm -hmm. um, 
and going back to like what Tobin was saying of um, kind of the pressure and also the danger of over-spiritualizing um, stewardship and stuff, you know, um, we're called to be a community that values the gospel above all else, that values um, Christ himself above all else. Um, and in doing so, it's easy to get caught up in like the spiritual side of that, of like, oh man, how do I glorify God? And being a project scheduler, mm. it's like, well, do your job well, man. Do your job well, because that's a gift that God has given you. Um, and because, like, I mean, especially in West Texas culture, um, we get a lot kind of, of of what we were talking about earlier. It's like, oh, well, if you're really glorifying God, you're going to be in ministry. Yeah. Like, if you're really in touch with the Spirit, then you're going to be a pastor. Or you're going to be leading a Bible study. Um, and there's been a, kind of an adverse effect about that of a lot of really bad theology um, and dangerous misconceptions about Christianity being rapidly spread. Because there are a lot of um, Bible studies and a lot of people who are assuming and presuming a role in ministry um, without any accountability Dang, to yeah. a local church. Um, so, like, man, under, understand stewardship is an individual responsibility, and it's also intended for a community of accountability. Um, to deny either aspects of that is to reject the call of stewardship. Mm. So, take these things these gifts that we've been given and glorify God with them, make quality shoes and sell them at a reasonable price. That's right. <laughs> iPhone people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry. I got lost in the no, weeds of his answer. Good. I was like, uh, you're good. So basically like how, um, are there misconceptions about glorifying God that you would like to address more? Yeah. Um, Okay, so basically one of the one of the things that I think I wanted to touch on in the beginning but didn't was the fact that like the the end to the means of glorifying God is God's glory. And so like anything not done with like uh the outcome of experiencing and sharing god's glory more is um something that doesn't glorify god and in the lives of believers it's really it's it's really easy um to think that like we're doing a good thing because a good thing is a good thing mm. for the sake uh, of doing mm. it. So like this is this is this is one of those scary verses where Jesus is like uh hey there's going to be a lot of people that arrive to heaven and they're like hey look at all the miracles we did and he's like all right get out. <laughs> what are you talking about? We did all this all these things in your name. Yeah, but you weren't like seeking me in them. Uh. You know? So naturally there's power in the name of Jesus anyone who uses it and yet somehow they can still miss the mark in the same way that like we talk about job his his friends gave him all the theologically correct answers but he's the only one who actually went to god mm. he's the only one who sought the end as opposed to just like emphasizing the means mm. 
And so that's easy for Christians to get caught up in because it's like, we're doing the right thing. We're checking off all the boxes. We Our to-do list is amazing, you know? Um, but the, the end, and it's not like a selfish thing where it's like, I want to lead this church and stuff. It's just not, hey, I want to experience God. And that's a really easy trap to fall into. I do that a lot. It's like a, it's, it's more maintenance. It's more discipline than it is anything else. Cause it's just like, I, I'm having to, um, I'm having to maintain the end thing in the throne of my heart mm. as the end thing. Uh, so it's really, I think that's the biggest trap of Christians is like, it's not that we're moving in the wrong direction with what we're doing intentionally. We're just not moving in the right direction unintentionally mm. because it's like we get so caught up in doing all the things we're supposed to be doing, mm. right? Yeah. I'm supposed to read my Bible every day. I'm supposed to have a small group. I'm supposed to sing as loud as I can on Sunday mornings because that's what that's what should happen. That's the right thing. Um, which is just, at the end of the day, that's why people don't like religion, is that it because it doesn't emphasize such a glorious end, it feels directionless. And it is, because it's not emphasizing, hey, there's something far better than you could ever imagine. And that's part of the problem is that none of us can imagine how good it is. So we become lazy and give up on trying. Hmm. We're just, you know, we we don't realize, oh, it's far better than I could ever imagine. That's why I think heaven's boring because <laughs> no. I can't imagine it. I don't know what it's like. But at the same time, all the all that awaits us, like, is too amazing to comprehend and like we're talking about earlier the the thing of what is it the um we all have something on our hearts that is either we all have a throne on our hearts that's either mm -hmm. occupied by god or it isn't um and i think about c.s lewis uh talking about the concept i'm gonna butcher the phrase but i think it's zane zoot where it's basically this longing that cannot be satisfied by anything we experience here on earth means that we were meant for something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And turn that thing on its head because that thing is what gets me up in the mornings of like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to be satisfied here, but I'm going to live for what can. And... I'm going to catch glimpses here and there. Mm -hmm. And that's God's providence. Uh, so that's kind of the big thing I think people can have misconceptions about is why are we doing what we're doing? Mm -hmm. And are we aware of it? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like going throughout our day or just, are you just aware of it? Because we could do all these spiritual things and feel like we're singing spiritual songs and stuff and not realize, oh, this could be so much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If 
just don't zone out and don't get lazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking to myself here. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God, Christ died for our laziness. Uh-huh. Praise, Praise God, God, man. Praise God. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the biggest things that when, when we look at, at situations and glorifying God in our everyday lives is to look to the cross uh, mm-hmm. as to you know know for ourselves like, hey, I we all suck at glorifying God. Yeah, you know, for all have fallen short of the glory of God, but. Mm-hmm. That did not stop God from loving us, that he sent his son to die in our place and he paid the wages. And then so that in him, we can, you know, live freely from condemnation that whenever, if we fall short, we can pick ourselves back up and glorify him again. Yeah. Yep. You know? So, yeah. Does anyone else have anything? Man, I kind of, I kind of want to ask, uh, uh, I kind of want to ask like just a quick, quick question Um, before like we we sign off like or, or anything um, I, re- I really want to like give our listeners just like, you know, would you be able to just give like two or just three, like just quick examples of like, Hey, like here's just some like quick ways to, to, to glorify, glorify God, you know, or, uh, kind of, you know, it's stuff to do like in, in their com- community, um, or just even with their family, friend, friends, spouses or anything. Wait, you like your computer computer yeah. battery? Oh, okay. dang. Okay, so, all right. Well, we got to... <laughs> Never mind. We, we got to be continued. So, battery's about to cut off now. Um, so, that was a good question. <laughs> dang it, man. To be uh, continued. No, that's... Uh, guys, I just want to say, uh, just before we die out, um, that literally, uh, uh, Tobin, Joshi, thank you guys so much for joining us today, taking the time off Friday night. Um, lo- love you guys so, so much. But, uh, man, I just want to tell our listeners, thank, thank you all today. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, suggestions, or uh, uh, corrections, even of what we said today uh <laughs> that would be fun uh you can email us mark where can they email us at it's a catch up podcast 2023 <laughs> at gmail.com so if you're if you're on instagram there's a tab there that says email just email that please okay yeah all right well again just before we die out just again thank y'all all just for uh listening in again and we will see you guys later Thanks for catching up with us on the Catch Up Podcast. If you enjoyed our God-centered conversations, share the love by sharing this on your social media or leave a review. Don't forget to tune in next week for more uplifting chats. Until then, we will see you on the next episode of the Catch Up Podcast. Podcast.